the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Live from Northern California, it's Lifeline with Jesse Gastan. He's the host of Way of Grace, a pastor and a community leader. He's a teacher and an inspiration. He's Lifeline's own Jesse Gastan. Well, I might be one or the other of those two. I know I'm a teacher sometimes. I know I'm an inspiration sometimes. I might be both. Sometimes I might not be either at any given moment, but I hope that's the case today with you and with me on the Monday edition of Lifeline. I do want to welcome you to our November 28th segment, 2021, the time, 5.05, on an increasingly growing short day. The sun is going down, although today was a really nice day. I think you would agree with that. Took a long walk, did some jogging. I love that, uh, trying to get back in shape after about two or three, four weeks <laughs> off, doing nothing. I mean, not anything. Maybe a push-up here or there, but basically nothing. So I got up this morning, did some work in preparation for uh, Tuesday's Bible class that we have at Grace. As you guys know, we do Bible study uh, from 6.30 to 7.30 on Tuesday, and then we have prayer for about an hour, hour and a half. Wonderful event. And then um, we have, a generally we have Wednesday All Things COVID class. We'll have that again, certainly this Wednesday. I'll talk about that shortly. And then we have our Friday Bible study at 6.30 p.m. at Grace in Hayward. So uh, for the typical pastor preaching and teaching as much as I do, Monday morning is not a relief. So really, you got to get up and start running at it. But to, this morning, I got some, uh, I made some headway. And then uh, and then I got out and I had a good two hour walk. It was nice. It was really, really nice. Beautiful day. Sometimes November and December can be actually some of the best weather we have. I think you would concur with that. It can be phenomenal. Um, but anyhow, I trust that your Thanksgiving was good, um, refreshing, maybe even revelatory. Maybe you learned something about someone at the dinner table or just in general conversation or something that changed your perspective and enhanced your hope. What I do want to encourage you to um, to know and think about and embrace and affirm and practice is uh, is the importance of the holiday seasons that actually give God glory. Now, the last time we had a conversation, I actually talked to you about the distinct difference between uh, Friendsgiving and Thanksgiving, that uh, while there may not be, may not be any uh, real damage done to using the term Friendsgiving in the world in which we live, where there is a constant incremental uh, diminishing of and uh, removing of anything Godward, anything on a vertical transcendent thought level, particularly a personal God with whom we actually have to give uh, account to relative to his blessings in our life. That is a move away 
that is taking place on all spheres and all levels of our of our present world system that um, I don't think I'm going to give up Thanksgiving for Friendsgiving. I'm just not going to do it. Um, uh, we want as much as possible to adhere to Romans chapter one, to give God glory um, uh, and therefore do it in a thankful way because we know him. Um, when they knew not God, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God and they were not thankful. So that was one of the fundamental reasons of the fall uh, that Adam and Eve found themselves in a vast uh, array of freedom and possibilities and resources and blessings. Um, and, and yet they were not content with it. They didn't give God thanks for it. And they were opened up for deception on the part of the wicked one. And that happened. And that's what is going on today. By and large, you're seeing a, a, a gradual hyper secularization of our culture, hyper sexualization of our world, not just sexualization, but secularization to secularize our culture is to uh, remove God from the equation. Again, Romans chapter one, they would not retain God in any of their thoughts. That's our society today. Uh, they just won't retain God in any of our thoughts. And as a consequence, snatch and grab, snatch and grab. That's the term that's being used today to destroy businesses uh, all over the nation here in the Bay Area. I'm sure you know all about it. It's It's been become a kind of phenom on social media, but it's really tragic. Solomon put it this way in Ecclesiastes chapter 8, eight verse 11, when sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, it is wholly set in the hearts of the sons of men to do evil. Now, Again, we're living in that kind of worldview where people are said to be basically good and not basically evil, but the Bible would say otherwise. Uh, and when we uh, embrace and we establish as policy lawlessness, what Solomon says is it will be given to the hearts of the men, uh, sons of men to actually do evil. If you guys recall watching the Nordstrom's in uh, in Walnut Creek or Concord, uh, one of the two, uh, being uh, assaulted by all of those persons getting out of very nice cars with bags and hoodies and masks on and just pillaging the place and denying. I also discovered by more uh, um, uh, uh, researchers that they actually attacked the security guards that were in the store. So there you go. Common people turned into Gotham City, which is where we're headed. Gotham City is where we're headed, where the sociopaths heartlessly terrorize society and where the psychopaths run it. That is the misfits in our government who create these policy conditions in order to make the citizens need them. This is part, again, of your Marxist socialist agenda. Create such a massive divide between the, uh, the those who have and those who are in power, like the bougie and the proletariat, and cause them to be at such levels of hostility that it creates chaos and havoc everywhere. This is your uh, pseudo-liberal socialist dystopian dream appearing and emerging right before your eyes. And guess what? Uh, it, it causes people who don't have alternative ways of dealing with this to feel like they need the government. They actually need the government to save them from their fellow citizens. This is all your kind of Frankenstein model of create a monster and then save the people from the monster. It's designed to make you need them. 
Uh, and, and so Gavin Newsom uh, appears on a, uh, a on a kind of news broadcast recently talking about we've got to make them pay. We've got to make them pay and they've got to be an example to everybody else of what not to do. Well, he was the one affirming the policies of cutting back on police officers and diminishing theft to merely a misdemeanor. He's the one who basically affirmed that policy along with <clears throat> your socialist media, uh, your socialist uh, uh, um, uh, politicians in Sacramento. So here we are um, experiencing on one hand on a political scenario, a growing deterioration because this is taking place all around the nation and uh, many parts of the world, as you know. Again, this is your pseudo liberal socialist dystopian dream to make you need leadership in order for you to even just barely exist, for you to just subsist. This is how you create ghettos, ladies and gentlemen. This is how you create masses of poor, poverty stricken, uh, misbehaving indigents who become desperate and hostile and therefore lawless in their behavior. You, we create this. This is not something that emerged naturally out of a, uh, a, 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 a consequence of some kind of organic natural catastrophe. No, this is the consequence of policy, just like your big pharma, just like your Pfizer and your Moderna needs COVID. They need COVID in order to exist, to push the jab into you until you are glowing with aluminum and polyethylene uh, and graphene oxide that changes your magnetic field. Um, and, and, and as they have laid out in the articles, more and more many problems are occurring with the vaccines. But the, if there was no so-called COVID and we're at now, I guess you can put it alpha, beta, gamma, delta, epsilon, zeta, eta, theta, yoda, kappa, lambda, mu, nu, c, omicron. I think we're at omicron. That's what they want to call it. Um, you guys know a little bit of your, your Greek grammar as you, you went to seminary. We're at Omicron. Now, we, we had we had Delta. We had we had Alpha. Um, uh, we might have even had Beta. But now we've got Omicron. And, and, and you, you wonder why are they using Greek names for these diseases? Um, well, you got a stated news initiative uh, uh, sort of answer to. There's a narrative around that, but here we are at Omicron. You're gonna be hearing everybody talking about Omicron, 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 Omicron. Well, these are coded terms if you really do your research. Uh, these are phrases that are used by the elite. In academia, these are phrases used by the elite in the military system. These are phrases that are used by the elite in the higher sciences. Academically, you know this in your higher universities, Alpha, Phi, Beta, Kappa, etc. And then in the military, Delta Force uh, and, and DARPA, which are also are behind what's going on with, um, with the vaccine agenda, as you know. And then you have your galactic uber science uh, community that is uh, seeking to... Uh, take man uh, to Mars. And Omicron is in a, a fascinating uh, title because it exists within the framework of the constellation. And, and you know that it sits, um, it sits somewhere around Pisces. And uh, as a consequence, if you were to just kind of hear what the, the basic philosophy and worldview of that is, is that Omicron is the kind of arbinger 
uh, right up against uh, catastrophe, that Pisces is catastrophe and Omicron is your harbinger to catastrophe. catastrophe. And, and what a tragic uh, reality if all of this is uh, being fabricated to create fear, create control, to get you to stop living a normal life, to get you to walk in lockstep with uh, with the agenda of the world. Uh, oh, and by the way, I would definitely encourage you, definitely encourage you to listen to Brett and Heather Weinstein's Dark Horse podcast number 106, because they address this as well. Um, what's going on right now is potentially another ride, another wave of people being propagandized by uh, Moderna, by uh, Fauci, by uh, the Biden administration. Although right now what they're telling you is, no, we're not going to engage in lockdowns. No, we're not going to um, uh, force people to uh, social distance. They're saying that uh, because the who basically has pushed back on them as well. Um, but who knows? Because what's happening still, and it has relentlessly been part of um, the mass formation of our society and our world. Um, and this is what I'm going to be talking about in our Wednesday All Things COVID is the hypnosis uh, framework or the hypergnosis that is affecting or producing or bringing about um, mass formation in our society, total conformity to a society of authoritarian dictates practicing formation drills. And that's kind of where we are right now. And no one seems to be concerned about it, although it's having its impact. All right. We're going to pick up more on this conversation with your phone calls at one 3675 It's the Monday edition of Lifeline. Your host on this very Nice Monday evening. Looking forward to conversations with you on this Monday edition of Lifeline. We will take a break and we'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. Yes, we are. The time is 522. And the number, if you want to reach me for conversation, is 1-888-367-5329. 3675329 I'll get back to the mass formation and uh hypnosis or rather hypernosis or hypergnosis the hooper gnosis that takes place by a professional hypnotist who knows how to actually get past your conscious to your subconscious and make you do things according to their will uh, and you are not aware of it you're doing it publicly you're doing it socially you're doing it with a group of people but you are under the control of someone else. And this is exactly what's happening on a mass formation level around our world. It is the hypergnosis or hypnosis power of mass formation. This is something that science, particularly um, the social sciences and both our military as well as um, our our government has been aware of for, for many, many decades and employed it uh, in, on Americans has employed it uh, on uh, their enemies and is employing it on Americans, even at, on Americans, even as we speak. And it's it's very important. And this is exactly what um, what um, Orson Welles was saying in 1984, how that a group of people, that's the first thing that's needed. When you when you go to a, a hypnosis show, you find that there are a group of people that are willing to be taken control of beyond their conscience a willingness to be taken control of beyond their conscious volitional um, acceptance. Once they have accepted moving into that place of being um, 
being brought into the portal of a voice of command. That's the second thing you have. So you have that male or that female who absolutely is aware of the power of the voice of command beyond the conscious level. And then they create what is called a point of focus. This is what is called hypergnosis or hypergnosis, hypergnosis. Gnosis is knowledge or a point of focus, a a frame of reference, a, a target to put your mind on. And where we have been uh, wrapped up in a, a hypnosis point of focus is around COVID sickness, death, COVID sickness, death, COVID sickness, death, COVID sickness, death. And it has created a level of intrepidity or fear that is irrational. And it moves people to be subjectively overpowered uh, in terms of their conscious mind and therefore their will and brought into a submission to control factors for which they don't have any reasonable, rational, or logical understanding as to what they're doing, and they're just doing it. They're just doing it. If you talk to them publicly and say, so why are you why are you wearing that mask? Most people wouldn't be able to give you anything other than the stated news initiative that's given to them. Uh, and they, they wouldn't be able to give you a scientific answer, really, other than the fact that they are obeying the voice of command. This is exactly what many, many of the high level uh, hypnotists, as well as scientists, uh, as well as psychologists and sociologists have stated goes on in a country like China uh, and, and went on in, the, in a country like Russia as well uh, under Stalin and Lenin when they were actually uh, pressing home commands to everyone down to the children and, and were forcing everybody to walk in lockstep with that agenda. That is exactly where we are. And so do not expect our government to just release the reins of power over you. Um, the, the very fact that you're hearing Biden and Fauci sitting up talking like, well, we've got Omicron and uh, Omicron, uh, it seems to be spreading. We don't know if it's dangerous. We don't know if it's harmful, although there's already stats in that says it's more weak and impotent than even the so-called Delta virus, meaning that is is spiraling down in terms of its uh, capacity to harm, not upwards. It is not something to be afraid of. I mean, COVID wasn't something to be afraid of the first time if we didn't get trapped by this false narrative. But certainly where we are now is nothing but the evolution of a virus, just very much like the flu virus has evolved over and over and over again. It does that every few months. It modifies so significantly that the vaccines uh, are completely useless, as you guys know. And yet here we are trapped by a regiment, a regiment for the first time in American. Actually, this is the second time. Nope, this is the third time in American history that you, we have been under a kind of national regiment um, out of fear of some kind of pandemic. But, uh, but it's completely superfluous. It's all designed to set you up to actually yield at the drop of a voice of command, very much like the hip, hypnotist would be able to do, wake you up, put you back to sleep, wake you up, put you back to sleep, make you act a fool, make you look stupid, make you say things you should not be saying, make you do things that have people laughing, but it suggests that it can make you do things such as harm people, make you do things such as uh, cross lines of, uh, of, of decorum or ethics or morals. You know that this is true and they are also know they have the power to do this with people and uh, to be employ this at mass level 
means that a number of things have been going on for years. One is people have been way too submissive to and inclined and prone to and given to social media. There has not been enough space between you and the social media gadget that you pour yourself into uh, more frequently than you are to keep you objective when you are listening to data. You are way too close way too close to that computer, to that cell phone, to that information uh, uh, portal for it to be able to manipulate you at a dime's uh, drop. You guys remember, I think it was the invasion of the body snatchers or that the movie of the world coming to the end and people had their ear just glued to the radio and they were listening to a broadcast that you and I know now was nothing more than a, a radio station a theater event. And yet people bought into the notion that space aliens were legitimately coming to destroy them. This goes to show you how weak the mind can be, how easily we can be manipulated, how easily we can be controlled uh, and how easily we can be made to do things that are against our best interests. Now, what I'm talking about really requires you and I to do one thing, and that is to wake up, wake up now. I believe that deep down inside, even while you are asleep, there is still part of that conscience that says that, that says you are sleepwalking, something's wrong with you, you are being made to buy into things that you have not completely understood or are not completely convinced of, but you're doing it anyway. This is your cognitive dissonance, the split splitting of your conscience between your subconscious and your rational conscious, and you are under the power and control of the voice of command, which is taking place outside of yourself. Again, you know what I'm talking about. And uh, we're, we're, we're on the brink of another merry-go-round right at the holiday season. Isn't that crazy? Here we are moving on into from Thanksgiving to Christmas, which would be a wonderful time of, of just freedom, fellowship, gathering together with people, no mask on, please. Uh, you know, I heard a story yesterday by one of the members of my church about their family saying he could not come and be with them because he wasn't vaccinated. Did, how hypnotized do you have to be to know that the vaccine didn't work with the first shot? It doesn't work with the second. It doesn't work with the booster. You still have to wear a mask. Fauci just said that. Biden just said that. But then you're going to tell your loved one who has been your family member all your life. He can't come to an event where you guys are because he's not vaccinated. And we've already told you the vaccinations wear off so quickly that you're already unvaccinated with the rest of us who are not vaccinated. And so we're all in the same boat. What are you going to do? Walk in the lockstep of the hypnosis or going to wake up to reality, rationality, and the priority of common sense by which we can maybe begin a track back to normative uh, life existence? Or are we going to be controlled from here on out by the Orwellian um, Huxley uh, domination of a voice outside of us telling us what we would do? Well, before I go to break, here's three things that you can take as good news. Judges block Biden's administration COVID-19 vaccine mandate for health care workers. Judges block Biden's administrative COVID-19 vaccine mandate for healthcare workers. Hallelujah. Healthcare workers do, did not need to be put in the predicament of losing their jobs over these vaccine mandates that don't work. 
Secondly, the Supreme Court rejects Massachusetts hospital workers' vaccine mandates. Great. So now it's matriculating up to the Supreme Court, and they're doing their job. Now, the reason I'm sharing with this with you as we prepare for the break is what I told you several months ago. If you fight against tyranny, if you just stand to fight against it, you'll win. Tyranny only wins when people comply. When people comply, we have the infrastructure and in our constitutional framework and our governance to be able to mandate our freedom, to sustain, preserve and fight for our freedoms. Uh, and that is happening. And thirdly, before we go to the break, nearly one third of U.S. employees in the health sector remain unvaccinated. That is the CDC. Do you see how hypocritical Fauci and the Biden administration is and the FDA? Their own employees are refusing to be vaccinated. What do they know that you don't know? One third of them. That means out of three, one of them said no. And they're not fired. They're not losing their jobs. The, your Congress are not losing their job. Your senators, your congressmen are not losing their jobs. The, the, uh, the, um, the, the U.S. Mail Department is not losing their job. But here you are threatened to lose your job. What a scam. This is why Biden's uh, his 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 reputation um, is just super. The Biden administration way down. In, and in fact, all of the politicians. Why? Because we are dealing with such flawed reasoning when it comes to handling this COVID thing. I don't know. I'll tell you. I don't know. There is a there's a lot going on, but you still got to push back because we got to wake up. This is the Monday edition of Lifeline. I'm going to take another break. The number is one 367 Let's talk about it. I'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. All right, we are back. The time is 5.39 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. <clears throat> My opening monologue was just to move you in a direction to wake you up towards the end of the year. This is the shortest. These are the shortest hours of the day as we uh, look at um, our winter solstice system. And darkness emerges quicker, lasts longer. And because we are physiological creatures, uh, there is a lot of impact that occurs this time of the year. It's quite uh, fascinating, but this is not novel. It goes all the way back to the emergence of holidays during times of difficulties, the juxtaposition of a um, light show. Um, during Christmas time, uh, over against the darker, darker, colder evenings of the day was a brilliant strategy on the part of uh, traditionalists to give joy and hope, to give um, optimism and uh, revelation, if you will, revelatory um, expectation during a time when people are inclined to be depressed, inclined to uh, be anxious, inclined to be uncertain, and, and therefore be inclined to be uh, controlled by manipulative powers beyond their ability to discern and to resist. Remember what the word of God says, resist the devil and he shall flee from you. Well, uh, that would be uh, all fine and done, uh, fine and said, if everybody understood how to do that and had discernment and, and were not, uh, in some cases, vulnerable to the hyper-suggestivity that comes with manipulative powers that have the ability to uh, sway you um, below and above your conscience. This is what we're talking about when we are talking about hypnosis, the hooper, 
uh, gnosis, the knowledge that's underneath you that you don't see, the hyper gnosis, the knowledge that transcends you that you can't comprehend. Those two frequencies are able to uh, attach people's consciousness and move them in directions of behavior. And this is why your uh, mass uh, secular society uh, has been given over to such um, materialism over the last 60, 70 years um, because they know how to move men and women hypersuggestively to actually go out impulsively and buy things. This is Pavlov's dog's theory. Once again, you create a thirst, you create a visual, you create an optic, you create an audio, and you repeat it over and over and over again, and it penetrates the conscience, and it begins to take on a much more powerful, compelling uh, subconscious response. And, uh, and, and what we have to do is understand how the word of God, how the gospel, how the grace of God is the light that shines in the darkness that's able to dispel this if it's employed the right way. If the light is targeted at the the precipice, at the crack in the dam, so that men and women who are trapped by the portals of um, of hypnotic powers, mass formation, uh, mass disinformation, threats and controls by Big Brother, um, if the light is cast on it, which is part of you know the the argument to oppose it, to stand against it, to speak out. This is what the Logos did when he assumed the human nature. The Logos became the Aletheia, the truth that actually disrupted the false narrative of the uh, social control factors in his day, in Christ's day, which were the uh, ruling elite in Israel, was the uh, Sadducees and the Pharisees and the Herodians, and then also the high priests under the authority of the Roman Empire. That whole system was seeking to control uh, the region, including Israel, tyrannically and lead it into a uh, totalitarian state. But the truth came in, penetrated it with the word of the living God, disrupted it, as John 1 says, uh, and the light shined in the darkness, and the darkness could not overcome it. But you must know that it will always try to overcome the light. And yet if that light is authentic, if it's true, if it's God originated, if it's God inspired, if it's God generated, no darkness can overcome the light. That's why darkness always wants to kill the light, kill the messenger who's telling the truth, kill the purveyor of that light, because darkness cannot stand over against light. And this is why one must open his mouth, her mouth, their mouth to speak truth in the context where men and women love darkness rather than light. So we're going to overcome the hypnosis of this 18 month uh, mass formation uh, regimen imposed upon us then we're going to have to exercise our constitutional rights. We're going to have to exercise our divine right. We're going to have to speak truth to power, as they said back in the 60s, when there was an isolated version of the same type of uh, discrimination and power control uh, mechanism over African-Americans. So too today, you just have to stand up and speak out, dispel the darkness by the light. And men and women who love truth will be liberated. This is exactly why I do what I do as well to um, to give you at least an option to consider. And uh, my, my, my confidence lies in this, that uh, there are men and women out there whose consciences are healthy enough to be able to hear truth propositions 
even if it's uncomfortable, and come to a conclusion that that is an alternative to the very thing that's oppressing me, controlling me, um, keeping me down, hindering me, constraining me, right, if you will, abusing me, uh, oppressing me. Again, uh, we need truth to liberate us from these kinds of things. And I am going to suggest to you to be radical about enjoying this Christmas season. Be radical about it. Uh, just like we, I wanted you to be radical about Thanksgiving. Give God thanks. Oh, that men would praise him for his wonderful works to the children of men. Give thanks unto the Lord for his good, uh, for his mercies endure forever. And, and uh, this time around in the next, let's say, um, 30 days less, 26 days as we prepare for uh, Christmas, um, let the lights shine. Let the lights shine. That the world may know that uh, we are governed by the light of righteousness, the son of righteousness with healing in his wings. Let it shine. Don't be afraid. Don't be controlled by any power but the truth of the gospel, the word of God and uh, and God himself. He made you for his glory. He made you for freedom. Uh, and so enjoy the Christmas season. Just go overboard a little bit uh, in, in utter opposition to fear and control and propaganda and lies. All right, I'm going to take another break. When I come back, I see the phone lines filling up. We will begin to have our conversation on the Monday edition of Lifeline, one 367 And now back to Lifeline. All right, we are back. The time is 5.51 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. Let's see if we can go to a few calls before we go on to the other side of the break. Let's go to Jamal in Alameda on line number three. Jamal in Alameda, are you there? Oh, hey, it's uh, Jermaine. Jermaine, that's all right, brother. That's all right. How you doing, Jermaine? I'm pretty good. Good. What's your thoughts? Yeah, um, I was going to ask, like, what do you think about when uh, I hear Christians try to apply, they go to Romans 13 about complying with what they call the rule of law. Um, to me, that's subjective because I don't, I don't see these people in charge of the law being anything but treacherous, deceitful, lying, and just, you know, outright wicked. And I don't see any reason to, I wouldn't say resist necessarily, but I can't fully comply with things I consider ungodly, which a lot of this, to me, is what all this turned out to be. You know, now the variants are coming, Megatron, Omicron, and it, it's just hard to believe anything is coming out of their mouths at this point. So just wondering how you would apply Romans 13 to this current situation. Right. I would apply Romans 13. I would apply Matthew 16, Matthew 18 as well. And then I would uh, I would apply the general principles of the word of God over against a misinterpretation of scripture uh, that has been occurring for about a year and a half now with the church. Um, it's a sad reality. But this is, uh, you know, one of the questions, one of the comments I made in pre in the preaching yesterday, Jermaine, was how beneficial this whole covid scam and covid predicament has been for us because it has exposed Christians for having a flawed allegiance to Jesus on so many levels. I mean, really a flawed allegiance to Jesus. And whenever the lights are cut on, this is what Hebrews chapter 12 was saying, that he will shake the kingdom so that things that can be removed will 
will be removed so that those things that cannot be removed will remain. And so whenever God shakes up things, people fall away, people collapse, people do this, people do that. And what it is, is a revelation as to where all of our confidences were. So in in relationship to what you're talking about, This has been a big topic that has divided many scholars or many theologians across the landscape of Christendom. And the great divide has been around uh, whether or not Christians are to to submit to government uh, without question, without condition, or whether Christians should submit to governments predicated upon a proper understanding of the word of God and its testimony as to the purpose and design of government. And of course, I'm I'm holding to the latter. There's no such thing as any Christian submitting to any government, whether it's a political government, a religious government or a domestic government. There's nowhere in the word of God that governance has absolute and totalitarian control over the people. And this is what would make me absolutely alarmed, Jermaine, at pastors who would say, just submit to your government. Because everything about what Christ did and the apostles did in the first century opposes that. The rulers were telling Jesus he was not observing the Sabbath day correctly. The rulers were telling the apostles, do not preach in Jesus' name. And the apostles opposed that, saying, we'd rather obey God than man. And so there's always a a very clear line of demarcation that must be made between God's commands and man's commands. To assert that the Christian simply is to submit to the government, is to assume or assert or hypothesize or proffer the notion that the government is itself always righteous, always good, always appropriate in the application of its policies. And that would be a historical and a theological. So Romans 13 tells us that the governments should be operating with a very sound worldview of what's good and what's evil. God made a very clear They are the minister of God to exercise punishment against evildoers and to exercise reward against those that do good. Now, we're clear on this, you, me and many. John MacArthur, um, uh, James White, uh, Doug Wilson. I I can just name the list on and on. Vodibachum. So many are clear on this who are opposing this particular fallacy of a um, uh, just a delusion that's going on in our country that you you don't submit to anybody's government that would that would allow that government to take the role of God. A husband doesn't get to rule over his wife with that kind of uh, broad authority where he gets to do whatever he wants to do and not submit to the parameters, limitations and dictates of God's word. A husband and a wife don't get to exercise authority over their children in such a broad authority that they get to do whatever they want outside of the parameters of the dictates, the rules and mandates of scripture. A pastor doesn't get to exercise leadership over a congregation in that way, in a broad, uh, free exercise of totalitarian power over the membership, the leadership in a government, our government, our governor, our senators, our congressmen, they don't get to just make policies and rules and do whatever they want to people. That's your socialist, fascist, dictatorial, totalitarian country over in China. 
That's what was happening in Russia. That was happening in Mao Tse Sung's uh, uh, world a couple, maybe a hundred years ago. That's what was going on with Stalin and Lenin. They were trying to break the yoke of God's law, Psalm 2, um, and then exercise their own man-centered set of oppressive rules, and people submitted to it, and they died. And this is why you have to oppose um, you have to first oppose a totalitarian concept. You have to oppose bad hermeneutics, too. Uh, today, we're going to have to challenge our Christian brothers and sisters who just have an irrational, stupid, illogical mode of biblical interpretation. We can't stop them from submitting to Biden and Fauci and being shot up with so much aluminum and, and graphene oxide that uh, they're going to start glowing in a few months. We can't stop them from doing it, but we can say, don't say that God said to submit to the government uh, in an unqualified way, because that would be unbiblical. Um, I, I love this line of thinking that you raised. I'm going to close out the uh, first segment this way, because again, I remember cutting my teeth on this in the early days of my pastorate. Uh, around uh, understanding the role of women in relationship to husbands and the role of parents in relationship to children. I remember having to work through some of the faulty notions that uh, women were to do exactly anything and everything that the husband said. No, the Bible lays it out in the Lord. She is to obey him in the Lord. The children are to obey their parents in the Lord. At no time does God give any human being a right to do whatever they want to in the the lives of men and women. This is why Torah, this is why the Pentateuch, this is why the Tanakh came into existence with the people of God with divine revelation that exposed us to Yahweh, the one true and living God, that that one true and living God immediately spoke to us prophetically by men and a few women, but by men largely who pinned down the word of God so that it was codified as to how we behave. And whenever a judge would be out of line, he was to be heartily removed. Whenever a prophet was speaking lies, he was to not be believed, in fact, to be stoned. Whenever the priesthood would exceed their boundary, they were to be removed. In fact, God would intervene himself and remove them. If you recall what Torah taught us, whenever the uh, a stated leaders exceeded the boundaries of the word of God, God removed them, it moved them, if the people who were under them did not remove them. So what the people of Israel gave us in Torah uh, as they submitted to God, where they did, because a lot of times they didn't, was the model of a top-down authority where God and Christ and the spirit and the truth of God's word governed the people of God so that we could be a model to the world of what it means to walk uh, in the light of truth. In fact, this is this is going to be the fascinating study I'm going to be doing starting tomorrow from the beloved to the beloved uh, on Tuesdays and Fridays all the way up to our Christmas celebration on December 26th. I'm going to talk about how Torah was given to us and God gave us judges and he gave us kings and he gave us priests all pointing to Christ. And he gave us them along with the word of God in order for us to be governed by God's word in our world. It was never, ever at any time on any level to be a kind of totalitarian, free for all. The authorities can do whatever they want. In fact, 
the opposite is true. To whom much is given, much is required. This is why the beautiful thing of the pushback taking place right now across our state and our nation by my brothers and sisters who love freedom is so well received by me and many others because we understand what we're saying is we understand the difference between totalitarian, dictatorial, tyrannical control coming out of the Biden administration, completely rejecting the Constitution, completely rejecting the will of the people. We understand the difference between that kind of control and what our founding fathers meant for us to do, and that is to examine everything in light of the word of God and to raise up rulers who would represent us, assuming that the people on the ground We're good enough people to be able to recognize we need to be governed by a power greater than us. That is God and God's word, which is the infallible truth that can uh, give us the measures and, and, and the rule by which we live and serve him through his son, Jesus Christ. Without that. Uh, we're going to always be amiss. Men and women are going to always find themselves in states of uh, oppression, controlled by wicked men, controlled by wicked leaders. And that's where we're going now as we are closing our eyes to truth, abandoning the gospel, abandoning, worshiping the one true and living God. We don't have faith. We don't have confidence. We don't have boldness. We don't have what Paul told Timothy, the Lord has not given you the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. We don't have that because we've been playing church for so long that now uh, people are capitulating and they're capitulating to the wizard of Oz. He does not exist. He does not exist. The devil is a defeated foe if we would but wake up. Thank you for the call, my dear brother. For those of you holding on, we'll catch you on the other side of the break. Please understand if you are his disciple, you will continue in his word and you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. This is the Monday edition of Lifeline. We'll be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.